Hello and welcome to episode 361 of the video show. Today we are talking about voiceovers. So in lots of different types of videos, um, there is the opportunity to use voiceover uh, for your video to explain certain parts of the video. If you don't want to be in the video yourself or if you're showing roll and stuff like that it's good to get a voiceover in just as a level voice to make it sound professional um, and to really sort of make your video look and, and sound that little bit better so that's probably worthwhile bringing in a voiceover artist i've done this a lot with product type videos um, uh, to sort of explain what the product is it just brings that level of professionalism up um, if you bring a voiceover in um, if you want to showcase a product or an event or uh, something like that so, I thought I'd talk to a voiceover artist, Annalise Henry, um, to use a voiceover artist. She also does bits of acting here and there as well. So, I thought I'd bring her onto the show, ask her how she got into voiceover, how people can use voiceover in their videos as well. Um, and this is the conversation that we had. Welcome along. This is our first episode where we're going to be talking about voiceover. It's not something I've ever spoken about before, so a new subject. How are you? Are you okay? I'm good, thanks. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me here. No worries. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you do to start off with, um, how voiceovers work and a little bit how the process works. So yes, I'm a voiceover artist. And even myself, when I first got into it, didn't realise just how much voiceover is actually used and in the world around us. So there's all kinds of things it can be used for. Obviously, you get your favourites, the things like the Disney Pixar movies, the animations, and you have voiceovers for that. But you also have animation, sorry, you also have voiceover in things like e-learning courses, people's answer phone systems, people's promotional videos. You hear voiceovers in radio ads, etc., but even on people's websites when they're needing to show how something works on a technical basis or their products and services. You even have voiceover in um, dubbing and uh, something called um, voice recognition when you hear like the wind moved across the, the, the room, you know, when they're trying to do for people who are visually impaired so they know what's going on. And I do audio books, of course, and there's just such a vast array of genre that voiceover is used for. Is there a particular job that you've done that you'll, you'll never forget because it was slightly weird and a slightly <laughs> different to what you normally do? Yeah, yeah, there was actually. Um, a couple of months ago, I was asked by a, a media production company to help one of their clients who was based in Texas. And they were a charity and they supported the armed uh, veterans um, from the armed forces. And they, they they have a dog was the patron of this charity and they support with therapy dogs. So they asked me to voice their video. Would I be the founding dog of their charity? called Penny and uh, she was a golden golden lab would I be the voice of Penny the golden lab so they wanted me to be this Texan dog it had to have a Texan accent so I did it for them and uh, they said oh no that's really great yeah that's what we were thinking but we we're just thinking maybe a little bit more Mrs Doubtfire and I said uh you you do realize Mrs Doubtfire was Scottish I said is, is that what you're meaning yeah yeah, why, why don't we give that a go? Yeah, go on. Could you do it, you know, with a Scottish accent? So I did an ageing golden Labrador dog who'd passed away many years before. 
yeah, with a with a Mrs. Doubtfire accent. And so somewhere in Texas, there is me doing this this voice of a of a golden lab. So that was fun to do. It was a little bit quirky. Loved it. I'm gonna try and dig that out for this episode. Try and get a clip <laughs> of it somewhere. I'll find I'll find the name of the charity for you and, yeah, and send it to you. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to hear that. That sounds incredible. It's always oh, she was a jobs. lovely dog, you know, Mark. <laughs> a very nice dog to work with. It's a little bit of Professor McGonagall as well, that. Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Um, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say, but um, how did you get into voiceover work? Was it something you always wanted to do? Was something you, were, you knew you had a talent for? Or? No, it was really strange, actually. So I was a teacher for 23 years um, in primary education and absolutely loved it. Um, in my spare time when I moved back to the country because we used to live abroad, I got back into Amdram because I'd always loved acting. And then I just decided one day that could, could I use these skills in something else? Is there something other than teaching? I loved communicating, loved performing, and so decided to give voiceover a go. So trained up to do voiceover work, did uh, lots of technical courses, um, realised I actually had quite a lot of experience already in the actual performing side of things because, as a friend pointed out to me when I said, I can't do voiceover, I've got no experience, she had Anna you've been standing in front of 400 people or children every single day getting them to engage getting them switched on with whatever topic you are doing you are a performer that's what you do as a teacher so I put my big girl pants on and thought yes you're absolutely right get up and do it Anna so yeah and that's how I got into voiceover it was sort of be wanting to combine my love of performing on stage with my love of engaging with people and getting them to listen and to communicate so yeah. never looked back Yes, yeah, like, I remember when we spoke uh, before this, it was just like, there, there's certain people when you talk to them, it's like, oh, they've got a good voice. Um, and you were one of those people where it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds... <laughs> That's the, lucky. Yeah, you've got a good voice. Um, Imagine if my yeah. voice really grated <laughs> on you, that'd be terrible. Yeah, that would not be a great voice. Uh, unless it was like a comedy voiceover yeah. voice, that would be pretty good. One of those, one of those children's animations that always have those characters that have very extreme voices. Yeah. That'd be there was quite, a bit, a lot, bit of a Muppet kind of vibe I got there <laughs> as well. That was cool. Um, so, from a young, like a young age, have you always done voices and, and stuff like that? Yeah, actually, I, I didn't think I had, but my sister reminded me that I was always putting on silly accents and voices from when I was little. Hmm. Not really necessarily impersonating people, just playing things. I don't really do famous impersonations. I only have one or two of my favourites. But yeah, I always loved I always loved doing that. Yeah, nice. And that sort of leads to the Amdram stuff as well that you mentioned, mm. leading into that. Yeah, nice. Um, going back to sort of the voiceover stuff, like in terms of like the, the jobs and stuff like that, how do you get how do you make those connections with people and how do you get those jobs it's a really competitive industry mm. and most of the companies that you need to deal with and work with are very very busy and they don't like they don't just want an email or a cold call or anything like that so it really is about getting out there meeting people networking with people getting them to hear your voice and or getting them to talk to you and realize actually you know i could work with this lady she's a good communicator and being memorable so it is really about making those personal connections with businesses and companies so that then they remember you and getting referrals yeah. word of mouth for me i would say every single job that i have had has been through referrals or through meeting people and making the time and efforts to get to know clients 
you know, it's not just through um, SEO generation or anything like that because there's so many people out there. And when you're younger in your business and just starting out and there's comp- really experienced competition out there, you know, you need to make that impression that um, that makes you stand out from other people. And I think personal connection, that's what everyone wants nowadays. You know, they want to they want to know, like and trust you. Yeah, I, th- I was going to make an episode about this, actually, about um, being remembered. Um, and I find a, a really good way of being remembered is to keep like posting stuff on social media afterwards. So p- they might not need you right then and there, but it's good for they, them to connect with you. And if you're posting regularly like important content and content that's educational, entertaining even, um, it just helps you remember them. And I, yeah. I've, I've had it where like I don't need a particular service, but if they're posting regularly and I am sort of feel like I'm in contact with them, I sort of get to know them better by watching the mm. videos, by listening to their podcasts. Absolutely. Um, you've, just got to, like you've just got to make yourself kept in their mind for when they do need you. When, like when people um, want to get a voiceover and they've got an idea of what they want, what kind of questions do they ask you? And what kind of, is it sort of the same questions all the time? And do they know like how they're going to go about doing it or do you sort of lead them in that respect? It depends. I mean, that you get two kinds of clients. You get a, a client who knows what they want and um, say we're talking about an individual business and they know that they want to create a video and they know they want to improve their visual presence and that they need a voice to go with it. And that's that's fine. And they'll often give me a script and they'll say, this is what we want. Uh, what sort of tone do you think? They might ask a few questions and I'll ask them, what's your style? Who's your audience? Uh, what, what impression are you wanting to make? What's your message that you're wanting to give? Because that's really important. And then I can go ahead and record it for them and and match it up or help them in that way. But you actually get a lot more clients that come to you saying, I know I need to do this. I just don't know quite how to go about it. And that's when it's really useful for A, me to have good connections with uh, videographers, media production companies like yourself, because I can say to them, don't worry, you know, there's no need to procrastinate about this anymore. We can still get this done. This is how you do it. And I've got a very good grasp being an English specialist myself through teaching in it um, and my degree. I know the English language. I can help them with the actual writing of the script. And if I can't, then I can. I know copywriters, etc., who can help. And it's about it's about collaborating, getting together with the team and putting the client at ease that everything's doable. It's all affordable as well. Let's work on this together, throwing ideas around. I'll often suggest um ideas to them if they're open to it I'm very careful that sometimes they've got a a very firm idea in their head and they don't want to to be swayed on that but yeah clients are often open as long as they're open-minded and uh, willing to sort of be creative together then anything can be achievable and then you, you like at the start of, of the, this episode, you gave me a huge like list of like different things that you, you do voiceover for, and there's so many where I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, is there anything that you, you do sort of more of than any other? Um, I was doing more audiobooks, which I love because you get to do character development, and actually even non-fiction, I love. I've I've had to voice a, a book before about data management and I remember the author saying to me, I know it's a really dry topic and I know other people don't find it interesting, but I'm really passionate about it and if you could make them passionate too, I'd be really glad. And he was very happy with it. So I've done lots of audiobooks, but at the moment it's people's IVR. Now IVR stands for Interactive Voice Response. Basically you're talking answer phones and people are realising that when they're not there, 
what what voice do their potential clients or their existing clients hear? Is it professional? And AI voices, you know when it's an AI voice. Or if you just get that, you know, I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the person you're calling is not here. Nothing personal, nothing professional. They don't even know if they've got the right number because your business isn't even mentioned. So at the moment, I'm getting a lot of those as people are trying to sort of improve their image that they're giving to their clients. Yeah. I had, yeah. Well, I had called someone the, the other day and it was like, I'm sorry, Alan, he's not here. It's yes. Like, like they say their <laughs> name in the middle of it. it At a different Alan. volume as well, it sort of <laughs> shouted out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, in the, they're maybe driving or something. Like kids are shouting in the background. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 So it's, it's cool to have like a... Um, yeah, like something professional that's put together. That's, yeah. So is this something you sort of, you just shoot, you record all in your, your own mm. home? Yeah. So I have my own professional recording booth at home, which is soundproofed so that it absorbs all echoes. Um, and you have my professional recording equipment. I make sure I could use good recording platforms with Adobe Audition. Um, and everything is done to a really high standard. And what's great is it means clients no longer have to pay to hire a studio or to pay for the time it takes. And then you've got the traveling to and from. So it's much more cost effective and it, it's so much more time effective. And often I've had clients who've said to me, is there any way you can do it? You know, my clients are chomping at the bit. Can you do it in 48 hours? And I usually I can say, yep. Sure, of course I will. Move things around, sort of reprioritize. And often, you know, even if it requires edits, I'm I'm flexible with my time. I can move things and and get things done. So yeah, recording at home has really changed the whole market for voiceover. Mm. Yeah, I think like the pandemic it certainly helped in terms of video as well. Made like calls like this, and like if I was doing a podcast before the pandemic, the likelihood would be that the guests would come into the studio and record. Yeah, which obviously means a lot of travel time. Um, and they've probably like yeah whereas now we can sort of just log on for like half hour or whatever and just chat and that's it and it's a good quality we've both got like good quality sound stuff here as well so yeah that's lucky isn't it i mean seeing as that's our industry can you imagine if we had a bit of yeah (laughs) and like the video like half the job is the audio has got to be good otherwise like people will not watch the video if the audio is bad there's, there's nothing worse when you've gone on the telly to watch a film and it's been recorded in the cinema or something, you know, and you've got that bad quality audio. You pick up on it straight away. We refuse to watch it. Yeah, good. Nice. Um, so in terms of, like, if people want to get in touch with you, if they've got a project they want to talk to you about, what is the best way to get in touch? Um, either drop me an email. So my email is is my name, Annalisa which is awkward spellings at voicesforimpact.co.uk. I don't know whether with your podcast would it have my name yeah, up I there or any of my details. Yes, and I will put a title in the video there. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, because it it's difficult spelling. And also then, or if you want to hear some samples of what I do, then um, my website is www.voicesforimpact.co.uk. So you can do that. And I'm on LinkedIn. In fact, I've just made a post this morning, which is me having a bit of fun. It's me scratching an itch. I've done an accent reel. It's called The Bus Stop. And it's part two. I did The Bus Stop a few months ago. And these characters are back at the bus stop. There's a few new characters. It's just a couple of minutes, a reel of various voices and characters from around the UK getting together. A bit of fun. Um, And that's what I like to do when I'm not working for clients, is to just explore story writing and creating and storytelling. Nice, I've got it here. This bus goes to the hospital. You're in luck. It's on the new route and, yes, stops just outside. Oh, thank God for that. Will it be long? Should be here in a few minutes. What's the rush? 
My wife's just gone into labour. I was meant to be there an hour ago, but my car broke down. Typical. Ooh, how exciting. The only time I've ever been to the hospital was to visit my uncle when he had his hernia off. Is it your first? <laughs> I remember my first. Terrified I was. Wouldn't hold it for two days. Thought I might break it. He had complications. Was in for two weeks. Is that all you? Yeah. The Welsh one is bang on. It's so good. My best friend's Welsh. I've had years yeah. of listening to her. <laughs> yeah, I love dipping in and out of accents. I do it as well. Like from a young age as well, I remember my mum saying to me, can't you ever just talk in your own voice? No, it's not fun. Yeah. But the thing is, you, you have to be so careful now because people think I'm not being offensive at all. I'm just observing. It's just mm. noticing how you other people talk. It, yeah. yeah, and and when I when I mimic other people's accents, it's not to take the rip. It's not to laugh at them. It's just to say I love your accent. Sounds yeah. different, and I just like playing with them. And and yeah. So that's it for episode 361. Thank you so much to Annalisa for coming on to the show. Really do appreciate it. If you want to talk to Annalisa, feel free to email her. Uh, go on to her website to see some examples of her work. And then you can connect with her on LinkedIn as well. I highly recommend talking to her if you're looking for somebody to voice over your video. We'll be back next time in episode 362. And I will see you then. If you've got any other questions in terms of video, any other problems you've got going on at the moment, tell us the video. Uh, we're always looking for questions to answer and subjects to, uh, to cover. So feel free to get in touch and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.